Hi everyone, and welcome to this Animal Health Podcast with me, Kathy Davis. Today's episode is the first of a series which digs into the science behind trace minerals for New Zealand livestock. Here with me to explain why animals need these minerals and how they work is veterinarian Dr. Peter Pulford. Hi Peter. Hi Kathy. We've decided to start this series with the mineral cobalt and its link with vitamin B12. Perhaps the first question should be, what actually is the relationship between these two things and why does it matter? Well, let's just remind ourselves first about vitamins and what they are. They're essential nutrients required for animals and obviously for ourselves to thrive. Vitamin B12 is a familiar example and its link with cobalt matters for two reasons. The first is that cobalt is an intrinsic part of the vitamin B12 molecule. Grazing animals like sheep and cattle ingest cobalt from their pasture and it's then synthesized or incorporated into the vitamin B12 by the microbes in the rumen. And it's basically from digesting those microbes that the vitamin B12 gets into the animal. The second reason is that vitamin B12 is essential for energy metabolism and for the production of red blood cells. Without adequate supplies of vitamin B12, animals simply don't thrive. This is particularly the case with sheep because they need significantly more vitamin B12 than cattle do. And lambs have a higher requirement for vitamin B12 than adult sheep do. Okay, so animals need vitamin B12 to do well and they can't make vitamin B12 in their bodies without cobalt. Why might this be topical for farmers right at the moment? Spring is a really important time to be thinking about vitamin B12, especially if you have a crop of new season lambs that you want to grow out as well as possible. Lambs have the potential to gain more live weight per day during those first few months than at any other time of their lives. And the faster they grow, the more efficient your farm system becomes. There's also an important connection between spring pasture and vitamin B12, and that's because lush, rapidly growing grass, which we typically associate with spring, is actually often low in cobalt, particularly if you've had high rainfall, and that's because cobalt is quite soluble and can get washed out of the soil. Cobalt's not actually a requirement for lush grass growth, so you can be easily fooled into having what you think is very nutritious looking pastures, but they are in fact very low in cobalt at a time when the lambs actually need it the most. Oh, that hardly seems fair. Your spring grass looks fantastic, but your lambs not so much. Correct. And the situation can be complicated by the fact that certain New Zealand soil types are known to be deficient in cobalt. In fact, there was some work done by Ag Research not very long ago, which looked at different levels of minerals, trace minerals in mixed sward pastures, and found that approximately half of 1,100 samples that were collected across New Zealand did not have adequate cobalt levels for sheep. That work was published in 2014, so it's contemporary information, and it shows that cobalt deficiency in sheep is potentially quite a major issue for New Zealand farmers. And we shouldn't leave cattle out of that equation either. I was recently looking at some pasture sample results for dairy farms, and that was only over the last month, um, showing very low levels of cobalt in the pasture, well below levels uh, that would have met the requirements of those cattle grazing them. 
Peter, what happens when animals like lambs don't have enough vitamin B12 in their bodies? And how can farmers prevent this happening? When we think about suboptimal amounts of an essential dietary mineral or a vitamin, we use the term deficiency. When these minerals or vitamins are sufficient in the diet, we talk about adequacy. Using cobalt as an example, if there's adequate cobalt in the diet, animals are healthy, they achieve optimal productivity. But if there's severe deficiency of dietary cobalt, um, then animals will become deficient in vitamin B12 and go on to show clinical signs of a disease. If the deficiency is is what we call marginal, so it's not that great, um, clinical signs may not be evident. And the only thing that is actually changed is that productivity can be markedly depressed. With lambs, research has shown that inadequate vitamin B12 during the rapid growth period from birth to weaning can lead to suboptimal weaning weights that impact animal health and reduce the economic value. In other words, the animals are growing, but they're not growing at the rate you would expect them to grow at. And this would probably be the most common scenario for sheep farmers because vitamin B12 deficiency is really a matter usually of animals not thriving and is very non-specific. A very severe case of vitamin B12 deficiency in sheep can lead to anemia, which is a lack of ability for the animal's blood to carry oxygen around the body. And from a clinical point of view, deficiency has also been linked to a watery eye discharge. It can also be associated with a condition called polioencephalomalacia, which is a neurological type of disease affecting the central nervous system, as well as a couple of conditions which aren't so common in sheep these days. There's ovine white liver disease and a condition called filaris staggers. Vitamin B12 deficiency also reduces the ability of the immune system to function properly. And so that can lead on to greater susceptibility to infections and a lack of ability to overcome those infections. Quite a mixed bag then. Yes, Uh, and in terms of preventing this from happening, vitamin B12 injections are probably the most efficient way of doing it. Of course, there is a cost to these, but in relative terms, vitamin B12 is probably one of the lowest cost treatments available for sheep or, or for cattle for that matter too. Is there any one phase of lamb growth and development where the ability of vitamin B12 to positively influence growth is critically important? Not really. It's important right throughout the whole growth period. The timing of administration for vitamin B12 injections is quite important for use because you want to ensure they've got good levels in late pregnancy so that that B12 is transferred to the lamb before it is born and also for there to be additional transfer across from the ewes milk to the lamb. That's why treating ewes a month or so before lambing is advocated. Following that, the recommendation is to give lambs an injection as soon as possible to keep them boosted up. And this usually occurs at tailing or docking, followed by repeat treatments through to weaning and afterwards. Weaned lambs can be quite susceptible to vitamin B12 deficiency. Do we know how many lambs might be raised in New Zealand each year that don't get enough vitamin B12? I don't think so, Cathy. I'm certainly not aware of any data that would answer that question. If there are no clinical signs of disease, a deficiency is difficult to diagnose without laboratory analysis. Low cobalt in herbage samples or low vitamin B12 from animal samples should provide evidence of a problem, 
But in practice, laboratory analysis is often overlooked because it's perceived to be more than the cost of treatment. So it has become common practice to administer supplementary vitamin B12 either through an injection or in combination with other treatments such as vaccines or as cobalt in worm drenches. Speaking of worms, is it possible to assume your lambs aren't growing well because they have worms? when in fact they might not be growing well because they need more vitamin B12? Oh yes, definitely. Or they could have worms and vitamin B12 deficiency together. It's quite feasible. If lambs are not feeding as well as they should because their appetite has been reduced by a worm infestation on the pasture, they won't ingest as much cobalt as they should have. And because of this, they're not consuming enough pasture. Are there any downsides to using vitamin B12? Not really. That's one of the drivers for its use, which is widespread. It's relatively low cost. The injectable form is very efficient, and there's quite a lot of circumstances where it can benefit animal performance. Okay, so what else do people need to think about in terms of how they supplement lambs with vitamin B12? The supplement use should last about four to six weeks. There are alternative products that use a different form of vitamin B12, but a significant proportion of that can be lost in the urine shortly after injection. Thanks, Peter. That wraps up this episode of the Animal Health Podcast, the first of a series on trace minerals in New Zealand livestock. For more information on cobalt and vitamin B12, talk to your vet. Next time, we'll be discussing iodine. Thank you for listening. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Prolegect, only available from your local veterinarian.